I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Hello and welcome back to Disney Discussions. And we are getting dark today. We're looking at some dark and disturbing Disney films that Disney does not want you to see. So we're back with Mike, Megan, Rhea, and we're going to be looking at the darker side of Disney. But before we start, I just want to talk a little bit about this era of Disney. So this was when... Disney had left us. Walt had died, however you feel about him. And his uh, son-in-law, Ron Miller, took over, who was a former football player, but worked throughout the kind of early day of the 60s and 70s of Disney and produced several films like Tron, The Black Hole. And he became the CEO in 1980 and then went on, I believe, to 1984. His problem with Disney and the frustration with Walt was that he couldn't make the films that he wanted to make. He saw Mockingbird, To Kill a Mockingbird, and he said, oh, I'd really love to make something like that, but I can't because I'm Walt Disney. I'm family friendly. And Ron saw that frustration in him, and when he died, Ron was like, right, look at the success of Jaws. Star Wars, that one's for you, Mike, and, uh, and things like Close Encounters of the Third, third Kind, and he said, we need to be doing films like this, films that are a little bit darker, a little bit edgier, but for the whole family. So we can attract some adults as well, maybe some teenagers, not just these G-rated kids films. And that's what brings us to these specific films. So we're going to be looking at The Watcher in the Woods from 1980. We're going to be looking at Dragon Slayer from 1982 and Something Wicked This Way Comes from 1983. So, Megan, I want you to decide who's going to tell us about our first film and what that film is going to be. All right. I'm going to say Rhea. Shocks. <laughs> and we'll go for Something Wicked This Way Comes. Oh, you've made the best choice because this is the one I actually enjoyed. Way. <laughs> <laughs> Firstly, I want to say that the assumption that Walt Disney didn't make anything scary when Pinocchio exists. Oh, yeah, it's terrifying. Fair point, fair point. I mean, that is Speaking of of which, Rhea, when you go to Disneyland, there's a Pinocchio ride. No, we're not. We're not not going on that ride. We are not going to meet Pinocchio. I am not having that ratty little puppet boy near me. So you're not watching the Gilda Toro Pinocchio no. coming out then? Gilda Toro. Well, no, I'll probably watch his, but they've done a, done a live action one that I won't be watching. Disney, but Disney one. I will. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Pinocchio. <laughs> creepy little shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, what was I talking about? Something wicked this way comes. Uh, what am I doing? I'm doing a synopsis, right? Is that yeah, right? go for it. Yeah, tell us about God, it. I'm so shit at synopsises. Go for it. Go for it. We trust so, you. We're in like small town America. There's two boys, Will and Jim, two little best birds running around. Actually, Dan, this reminded me of us talking about trick or treat. Ah, because there's the two little boys in in that kind of story. In that there is. Um, 
And uh, so, uh, don't speaking of uh, annoying children, don't they go? Don't they get? Don't they whisper and get put in detention or something like that? I don't do anything that bad and get put in detention. Which is bullshit. Oh, but anyway, the, the teacher calls them. Oh, oh it's my whisperers. <laughs> Anyway, so they're having fun. Carnival comes to town and the carnival's spooky, led by Mr. Dark. Um, and they see lots of weird things at the carnival. The town goes mad. It's the horniest town in America. Um, <laughs> they all want to fuck. Um, and the Mr. Dark has spooky magic. He's trying to use his spooky magic on children one of them's got dead dad or dad went away. One of them, oh, the whole story about how Will nearly drowned. His dad's like, I'm so sorry, I can't save you. It's caused a terrible bond between us that another man saved you and I did not. I'm like, well, mm, psychology did not exist back then, did it? <laughs> um, and uh, And then nobody believes them that there's spooky shit going on until Will's dad finally does and then mad shit happens at the end which is my favourite I don't know how much much I want to go into this is a terrible synopsis as always like having (laughs) flashbacks back to the first Ms Marvel Musings episode Um, and anyway the kids win done there's one major part you forgot which is this film for some reason loves cigars I know it was the oh, era. God, yeah. I didn't know There's a lot of cigars. Well, well, I didn't know it was the horniness of all the people, funnily enough. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know it was really any of that. I was like, they're average level horny for this kind of film. Average level horny for a Disney kids film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but from the 80s, let's clarify, you know, okay. the 80s, Everyone yeah, was horny everyone all the was, time. Everyone was horny in you the watch 80s. any movie, even just, movies, just the eighties. We watch like any of the sort of the uh, manly movies, and all of them are just loads of greased up topless dudes, like who are ripped. But it, but it is set, sport, it is set earlier, isn't it? So yeah. arguably, yes, we're saying, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. If, yeah, I think it's set in the sixties. I think maybe. it's based on a book, which was I think the book was Ray Bradbury. Yeah, yeah Ray Bradbury, the noted sci-fi writer. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. he, uh, and, uh, he yeah. penned the he also penned the screenplay. But they did reject a screenplay by Stephen King, in fact. Hmm. It's probably a good thing, because Stephen King and screenplays is not always the best. You should just kind of vaguely... I think of Stephen King, he is just an ideas man, a bit like, you Mm. know, uh, George Lucas or J.K. Rowling in certain ways, where it's just like, give them like 60 to 80% of a say, and just let someone else just kind of fill in the, the tiny details or smooth things over, and you've got something brilliant, just... With Stephen King, it's basically let him write up to about the 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 last act, and when you get into the last act, just don't use it because he can't end anything. I think I've read several of his books, I've watched so his movies, true. and all of them they're either okay or they just suck. The only like, all his movies I've seen, the only one that ends well is it part one, and that's because the book doesn't end. <laughs> that's why. So it's just all of them. They're either okay or actively bad. A book called Cell that was. One of oh my, my God, yes. favorites for ages. I was reading really? it. No, I was reading it. And while I was reading it, I was like, this is amazing. It's all done really well. Some very cool ideas. And then about, it was about the last 10 pages, immediately, just completely ruined it. Yeah, just, I, I find Cell in the middle sort of drops off quite a bit. It does start to go a bit weird, but I like the weirdness that way that it goes. Um, I like the idea of it, but... 
yeah, it just messed itself up. Anyway, Stephen anyway, King, fine. sorry. So, yeah. yes. so bringing it back. So we've got the good guys. The good guys are the two kids, Will and Jim and Will's dad, whose name I can't remember. And then we've got the bad guys, the carnival that's run by Mr. Dark. And they come to this town every so often um, and use their magic powers and townspeople get enchanted and die and and it's up to the boys and the dad to defeat them this time and then in the hope that they won't come back and they defeat them by love love wonderful um that's it pretty right pretty, it pretty much yeah. right yeah pretty much it's very much a kind I of I should have started with that synopsis rather than just all the <laughs> random shit I said at the beginning <laughs> It still worked for me. It still worked for me. There's very much like um, it's it's October, isn't it? So it is very Halloweeny. Um, but it's got, is it it's got set at Halloween? Because the, the boys are born on Halloween, aren't they? But is the film yeah. set at Halloween? I think they said it was October. I'm pretty sure they say it's October. I don't. You don't. I'm not sure if you see any pumpkins or anything. Or mm. anything but it's kind of it's either implied or stated, so it could maybe fall into that. But. Um, it is very much that classic Faustian tale, isn't it? Like there's, I did think it was a little heavy-handed at the beginning, where it's like, ah, oh, you know what, shucks, I always had a dream. I always wanted to win the lottery. Oh yeah, that's my dream. One day, you never know. Oh, I've always been horny for exotic women, but I've never <laughs> met any. Oh my god, one day when oh, that happens, yeah. and that bit is. Oh I yeah, thought, I forgot about him. I didn't think they were all horny. I just thought that one guy was horny enough oh, for everyone. Oh yeah, no, like all of them are like proper horny. And there's the guy who gets on the Ferris wheel, and he's like, "Ooh, ladies sat next to me." I just, and I, I just thought and one of the mums is really like, "Ooh." To be fair, ooh, to be fair, Ria, sexy it, carnival men. To be fair, Ria is Pam Greer that sit next sits next yeah, to him. So. I thought it was quite entertaining that we watched this and then Pam Greer, isn't it? I was like, oh my God, because I just listened to, um, she is a very famous individual who is from a lot of black exploitation uh, movies. She was an icon. She was, she was a black woman who was an icon. Um, She was, I only really have seen her in Jackie Brown, which is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, But she is one of the, probably the most important black women in cinema and probably one of the most important women in cinema, but her importance of her role in sort of bringing a lot of, uh, What's the term? Uh, the 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 main person of a movie, the sort of the star protagonist. of the protagonist. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, well done, Pam. Is that her name? Pam. Yeah. yeah. Well done, Pam. Pam. Yeah, I'll show you Jackie Brown at some point. It's a good movie. But. Yeah, they're they're very much celebrating her at the moment. There's a podcast on her. There's all these screenings and stuff. So they did a podcast on her. I mean, somebody did it first day. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> I could I could have done with more. Go of listen. That. Go I could have done with more of her in this because I I thought she was really. I thought she was doing some really cool physical things, some mm. really, really fascinating stuff. But I guess also I'm kind of glad they didn't use her too much because it might have been a bit of overkill. But I like the whole Faustian idea. I like I like that we see, you know, what they want. Again, it's a bit heavy-handed, like, oh, I used to be really good at football and now I lost my arm. Oh, one day if I have um, leg, I think you're Oh, I'm sorry, and leg. I didn't, so didn't realise that he lost his leg until, like, way too late in the movie and i was like the first <laughs> because, thing you see is him hopping no, because yeah. because the first scene that you see is him hopping yes but he's sweeping yeah so i wasn't looking at the fact that he had no leg i looked at the fact that he was sweeping some leaves outside of the bar so i was like oh he's got he's only got one arm and then later on i was like where the fuck did his leg go did, did you I'm not like, think like, it was do you not think it was like odd that he was hopping while he was doing it <laughs> that's a, a very kept, unique way of sweeping it was also with him i, I think the as far as I can tell, the actor himself 
Yes, that is actually true. was an amputee as well, which mm. I found that this film, one thing that I was surprised by was that in certain ways it was quite progressive for its time in a way. Mm. Like you have, I was mainly thinking of the amputee individual. Like they didn't make a fuss about it. They're like, no. oh yeah, he's he's owned his own bar. He's only got one arm, one leg, but he's doing it. And no one made any negative comments or judgments. They're like, oh yeah, that's just that guy. He's yeah. He just likes football. That's Jerry, you know, he's, yeah. the, he's the bar owner. Ed, I, was, oh. I think you'll find his name was. Can't Sorry? remember the can't remember the dad's name, but I can remember the it's Ed. Ed. I, I've got Ed, go. yeah. I, I had Ed. I can remember his name. I can't Charles, remember one of the main characters. Charles Holloway. Ah, is that who the dad Sorry, Hall- Holloway. Even I get it wrong. Holloway. Holloway. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's the kids, Jim Nightshade. Yeah, cool. great name. Cool last name. name. Love last name. I think, I think I think they play on that too much at the end, though. It's like, oh, Jim Nightshade, what a good name. You can be Mr. Dark and Mr. Nightshade. <laughs> the Pandemonium Circus. I don't know why I became the hitcher then. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I mean, I he did, is kind of a Mr. Dark character almost. I did enjoy this movie, but I did find that the last probably half an hour, it just felt like every character on screen did cocaine and then immediately everything was going mental. And That's I was I like, love it. Jesus, everything was happening. It was like a lot happening. And you've, you've got the scene where he's ripping out the pages and saying the name, uh, saying the number. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it goes 26? Like, 27? 28? It's like, okay. And it just keeps going and going and going. And you're like, oh, he's done now. And then he does it all again. And it's like, did they, was this, it feels like they were like, let's do another go. Let's try again. But they kept both the takes in it. <laughs> That's what I liked about this film. I mm. felt out of the three, this one was was quite unhinged, but in a good way. It was like, it was sort of like, right, let's just, let's just go and have a mad circus and everybody's a bit horny. And for some reason, the, one of the boys' dads is about 500 years old. I don't know how <laughs> he managed to have a spawn that young. Um I was like, that was an interesting casting choice. But I was like, at the end, it was like, it, like, I was like, this film is proper unhinged and I'm here for it. Because I started watching, I was like, Dan, Dan, I've got really limited time. What are you doing making me watch this absolute shite? And then I was so into it. I was like, yes, full on into this film. They're hiding under a drain and nobody could find them. And the dad's just like, do, 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 on top, not being obvious. I loved it. I was so here for it. Alvin, just read What order did you watch these three films in? I watched this one first. Ah, see, we watched Watcher in the Woods first. And I think that was my fa- our favourite. Mm, okay. Was it? Yeah, this was second and then Dragon Slayer was third. And not to <sighs> give everything away to you too quickly, but... I think yeah. they. I watched them in the order. They progressively got worse. I watched Watch the Woods. I was like, "This is actually really cool." They watched this. I was like, "This is good," but it, it's got some parts <laughs> to it. You can say it's rubbish, man. No, I, 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 I generally didn't. But then we watched Dragon Slayer, and I was like, "Oof, this is." I mean, Dragon Slayer was the second one that I watched, and I was like, "If I watch Watching the Woods for this, that's some sort of miracle." And I forced myself <laughs> to watch because I was like, "If it gets any worse after this, Jesus Christ." What are you going to say? I don't really understand why the carnival. Like, obviously, we, we all know I'm sleepy, so I de- I fell asleep. We watched sure. it in two parts. We had sure. to watch it in two parts. We watched this film and Dragon Slayer in two parts. Yeah. But I was a proper dragging my heels to watch Dragon Slayer. because Dragging your heels? I was dragging hey. my heels. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I didn't really get the ending. <laughs> so the, 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 like, the like pervy guy that wants to like have sex with all the exotic women, and then the guy who's not got an arm and a leg, are they dead? No, they 
they either become the guy with the arm and the leg. He he turns up as a child and he yeah, he's throw, a young throws boy, the yeah. football. So so they they they've basically sold their souls for their gifts. Right. But then obviously okay. they they all obviously they all come with a price. Like the old teacher who's like, oh, you youngins and you oh, whisperers. Yeah, yeah. Then she goes blind, doesn't she? She becomes young and beautiful again, but instantly goes blind. That's that, that's the most obvious one. It's the monkey paw thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of the genie yeah. trope. Yeah. Careful, like. careful what you wish for. That sort yeah. of thing. yeah. But so with the the like main character, the one with the glasses, like the dad's like kid. He they, yeah, was he yeah. going to kill him? Was he going to kill him? Kill who? Mr. Dark or whatever his name was. Mr. Was Dark gonna... was going to kill the two boys, but then he realised that Jim Nightshade would be awesome on his little evil carnival team right. and wanted to get him to sell his soul to join the carnival. So is that, is that what the carnival does? They just yeah. sell, they just yeah. buy people's soul. I, th- they I think get Mr. Souls. Dark is basically meant to be Lucifer. I think that's yeah. kind of the, the idea. Yeah, it's implied. Pr- that he's... Pretty heavily implied at points. All yeah. right. <laughs> I'm not saying you should. It's pretty heavily implied at points. But there, is that kind of stupid fucking question? There's a, there's a one monologue part. I, I think that's a decent question because I I do agree that what is the motivation? There is you're not ever said. Nothing ever tells you. Oh, they're trying to steal your souls because it keeps them forever young, for example, or that keeps them alive. Nobody ever says that at any point. So it's a perfectly valid question because it's like, are they just agents of chaos? Mm. Or is there a valid reason why they're, while they're doing this? And this film does not provide any answers. Because this <laughs> film just goes, a narrative? No, let's not bother with that. Let's just do these random bits. <laughs> and why do they come back to this one specific town every however many years? Because isn't and, it like his granddad was yeah. it his dad's diary, his granddad's diary. Yeah. That he, like, He's like, hmm. oh, they came. They, they were awful. People disappeared. And then, <laughs> and then all the kids that were there at the time who thought this was all awful completely fucking forgot about it. <laughs> but I don't know if that's maybe saying something about like maybe the loss of innocence or something like that, that they don't remember it because of that. And it could be them bewitching them or, you know, and and again, they, they also uh, maybe it reminds them of their childhood seeing a carnival again. And that's the theme, isn't it? So yeah. the theme from the beginning is that Charles, there's no bond between Charles and Will because Charles is so sad that Will nearly drowned and Charles couldn't save him, but Will got saved anyway. So maybe not be sad, it's fine. You don't have to be the hero all the time. Toxic masculinity, you know, get in touch with your emotions. It's all right. Um, that's the whole thing. Like Will's like, oh, dad, you're all old and boring. You never play. You know, you never do anything fun. And then by the end of the film, his dad, Charles, realises he's like, you've got to laugh. You've got to laugh and be happy. That's what gets rid of them. So that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about finding that fun. Finding the fun. Just find the fun, guys. The world's on fire. <laughs> find the fun. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, careful what you wish for, wrapped is like whatever you think you want, you probably don't want. It's actually a lot simpler than that. It's just right you've got, in front of your yeah. eyes already. Yeah, exactly. Don't wish that. Don't worry. And oh no, I didn't save my drowning kid, who's still fine anyway. Be like, oh, my drowning kid survived. What a miracle! I'm so happy this person saved them. Sometimes you don't get what you want, but you get what you need. Well, wow. anyone against sing? Oh, I was about to, but I couldn't remember the rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think I think it's a powerful message, and there is that thing of like, you know, you know, enjoy yourself, laugh, have fun, love, you know, <laughs> be, be, you know, that'll beat back, you know, enjoy yourself, live life, 
don't you know because he's because he's got the Charles Holloway. Live love, Holloway. love. Is that what live, it is? Maybe not live, that. Love, maybe not that. Maybe we'll not. Get a little sign over here live, <laughs> above my head on the wall. I oh, know that people God. who are listening to this can't see it, but Ta- tacky, tacky, horrible shit. <laughs> Please <laughs> don't it buy that. It makes some people feel happy. And if it does, love fine. What you love. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to yuck somebody else's yum, but yeah, not for me. I mean, you uh, just did. <laughs> I did. Sorry, I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I'll, uh, I'll untake it back. I agree. It's, I think, <laughs> in all honesty, if, it's mainly for me. It's like if you post something on social media, and if you if you broadcast to like if you go to someone's house that you've never met, and then you start criticizing their decor, you're a bit of a dick. But if someone's posting on social media, and you think that's a bit shit, that's fine. They post on social media. They put it on a public forum. That's basically saying, "World, judge me," but don't tell me about the judgment because I'll get triggered. But judge me, and that's how I feel about social media. There we go. Because cool you all ask. That's that's Mike's <laughs> little minute. Uh, <laughs> Mike's minute. Mike's minute. Uh, Makes you all do that, but there's something different. That could be something not afterthoughts. Patreon. Oh yeah, it's doing little Patreon afterthoughts. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Mike's, mm, yeah minute. Mike's minute. Mike's minute. And uh, we get all the money's worth. We get all our money's worth with Mike's minute. <laughs> Everyone does. Megan's so minute. Mike, you can have a Megan's <laughs> minute as well. Yeah. So, so Mike, Megan, you guys disliked this film, but not as much I, as Dragon Slayer. No, I didn't dislike it. For me, this was quite middle. I was like, yeah, this is all right. I didn't mind watching it. There were parts I wasn't as much of a fan of. I, I feel like it could have been tightened up a little bit. There were just kind of points where it was just kind of meandering. <laughs> what, this out. like 60 minute film could have been tightened <laughs> it's so, I know It's really short, but it was just like, <laughs> really it, short. It, it was, it almost feels like it's an episode in Tales from the Crypt yes, or some sort yeah, of like yeah. you know, anthology actually, that's, thing. That's a really good point. I wonder if that's why I liked it because it feels like a TV episode and I'm quite nostalgic about that sort of stuff that I'm like, I will happily sit and watch. A forty-five minute to sixty-minute TV mm-hmm. episode that's sort of like old-school horror, and just be like, they're all fucking on drugs. <laughs> did you, did you guys? Uh, did you guys uh, enjoy the beheaded child, the guillotine scene? That was cool. I was surprised how brutal it was mm. about that that bit because. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and it's his own yeah, head, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh like, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, mad. yeah. With this this film, uh, there's my, a bit. My where... favorite part of these podcasts is when, when Megan just recalls stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah that happened. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I watched that. I did that. watch that. It's, I remember that. And when I say out loud that something's funny, no, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's hilarious. That. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of it, Megan? Um, I thought it was alright. Uh... <laughs> he said it. Yes. Bingo. <laughs> say the line, um... Bart. Say the line, Bart. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was it was it was alright. I like, I don't know. I I I enjoyed it a lot better than Dragon Slayer. <laughs> I was much less invested than I was with the Watcher in the Wood. Um, I just I don't like really weird stuff. So when it goes like batshit crazy, I kind of like turn off a little bit. I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that on um, Jack's podcast. I was like, Megan doesn't like weird films. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it, I. I don't mind weird films if the whole film is weird. Like if it mm. if it links to the whole of the film, then yeah. fine. But if there's like a little moment that twist. is is a twist and it just feels completely out of whack, then that's when I will like. Have you guys? Ugh, I don't really. It would. I would say it no. Well, I wasn't going to say that one, oh. but um, oh, I'm just trying say, to say. say, it, say I, I love say, that you both know it. what your each of those have... <laughs> without even having called? to say. Have it. you have you guys seen Sorry to Bother You? Yes. Oh, I, I, I think I know what 
that an amazing yeah, so there's you would love it, Dan. watch it you need so to watch good. it dan yeah. so, it's phenomenal i thought so it was good. all right until one pivotal moment and then after that i was like no i was like this is shit i know like, what moment i, know. I exactly loved what moment you're it. Talking i was about. enamored with it i wanted to watch it constantly i was in the cinema just like the fuck is i think i was watching a youtube video and they spoiled it and i went that's what that film's about you need to watch it dan because you would really enjoy it the yeah. whole film is like very surreal. Like I like films that are surreal and weird, yeah, no. and I, I don't like art housey films as much. But I've got quite a bit. I've got like let the right one in is a good art housey film. Yeah. Under the skin with Scarlett Johansson, that's too much. That's like a little bit too far. So it's kind of the sweet spot. And with weird films, I'm just like, if it starts off weird, I'm I'm on board the whole way. And that's what Sorry to Bother You kind of does. But Megan's kind of like. First 15 minutes, you've got a threshold mm. of how weird you can get. <laughs> and once you hit the peak in that first 15 minutes, if you surpass that later on in the movie by more than like 10%, I'm checking out. It is a switch. And also if... Is that is that how she she started the relationship with you? Yeah, the, the <laughs> very weird threshold. Is he going to make I mean, it? You should no. ask Megan directly. She is in the room, so you can ask her directly. No, she's more like uh, the frog in the cold water that you slowly turn to boiling. That was me and my weirdness. Of just the truth. Like, oh, he seems quite regular and weird. Why would you use a frog as a thing? I mean, and also that thing wasn't real, but everybody talks about it. It's fine. No, I know, but it was. It's something everyone knows, so it's easy. Easy. I mean, to but, but you're just perpetuating a lie but it's fine it's fine i mean megan's in metaphor. the room maybe she could speak for herself you know i mean, I mean <laughs> <laughs> we've we've learned we've learned megan doesn't want to speak on these podcasts that's i'm just that's here drinking thing. my gin <laughs> megan's, like, megan's like you three chat boxes carry on i don't care i'm just here i'm here for that i'm here for the lols i'm i the problem is is that I fall asleep and I, it takes me so long to watch something and actually remember what's happened in it. Like when we eventually get onto Disney Pixar movies, then I'll be, I'll be chatting away. Like there's no tomorrow. Cause Coco okay. I've seen about 5,000 fucking times. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be fine then. But yeah, this film was all right. I, I wasn't, I would know. I wouldn't want to watch it again. Like, oh, I would totally watch this again. I think I'd watch it again. I think I'd I might. Would you watch it again? Um, by my own volition, no. Mm. But if someone said, "Oh, I fancy there's a new there's yeah. a film I've been meaning to watch for a while, and something wicked this becomes," I'll be, "Oh, cool! I'll, I'll watch that with you." I'm one of those people that, uh, especially now, but if we go sort of pre-Megan when I had, you know, I could watch loads of stuff. I would basically, if I was by myself, I would only watch new stuff or stuff I loved. Mm. And then if there was something that was quite good or okay. I'd then watch it with someone else usually. That's kind of how I would. So I've, I've seen certain movies like 10 times, but I've watched mm. them just with a different person loads. So this one's kind of like, if people, if I knew someone who likes these kind of movies, I'd be like, yeah, let's, let's go for it. I'm happy to. But if you told me you're never going to see this film again, I'd be like, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not if, really if, missing it. If like the Prince Charles cinema did this as like a retrospective night where you all get to go and quote along and, and shout and have fun. I'd definitely go and watch it at that. Yeah, some mates of mine, if, if people were nearby, if, if any of my friends said, hey, do you want to go to the cinema and do you want to go watch this film? I'd be like, well, I've seen it, but I'm happy to watch it again. Yeah, sure, whatever. But you wouldn't. No. I'm busy that night. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, speaking of watching them, the art, when I said that the Disney does not want you to see these films, um, there's a reason they're not currently on Disney Plus here in the UK. I'm not sure about America. However, they are all on YouTube currently. So if you do want to see them, 
Go watch them now. You can watch kids be attacked by tarantulas. It was my favourite. I love that. There were yeah, so yeah. many tarantulas. Yeah, yeah. Life there was one, there. that was awful. Yeah, yeah I, I quite like tarantulas. So I was, I was like, that's a lot of like oh, maybe yeah, under the bed. Scared of it, but maybe when he lifted the the quilt up and there was spiders yeah. in his bed, I was like, that just, I love much. that he just gets in the bed. He's like, I'm getting back into bed. This is this is enough for me. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot of spiders. Yeah, there were yeah. a lot of spiders. But I, I tell you what. Oh, sorry. Uh, one thing I really liked about this film actually was the special effects were brilliant. Like mm. when they were on the carousel, the first guy you see go on it and he becomes younger. The way they did that, and it's like this film was obviously made in the 80s, and you're like, this actually is quite is quite passable now. Like they did it so cleverly. Oh, and when the guy died, yeah, that yeah. was I just amazing. That. I just yeah. slowly each it's like he's kind of almost spins around, it blurs a bit, and every few frames, just it, it's almost like the American Wealth in London, where you just add a bit of makeup on every few frames or so. It's very, very well done. I was just like, if you release this today, hmm. the only criticism would be it's a bit blurry when that happens. But I thought it worked well because you could just go, well, that's how the kids were experiencing it. And so, also, it's meant to be going around fast and fast, isn't it? It's a carousel. Yeah, and it's like a supernatural carousel, so it's going yeah. even faster. So I, I, I thought the effects, especially, were really good. I I, mm. I think it's just the first fifteen minutes. They just kind of totaled about yeah. for no reason. There was just not until the because the carnival doesn't actually show up properly and you know actually yeah. make camp really for the first twenty minutes or so. It's when they go yeah. into that cabin that's when it all starts to, mm. to go. I will say about all these films as well. They are they are all had a troubled production history. They're all big box office flops, and uh, they all had a lot of changes after they were finished filming. So the after principal photography, um, but they all have become like these cult classics because they were so dark and they took so many chances. So that's why I kind of wanted to look at them just to see whether there was some kind of merit in them. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I, I That's exactly what I was going to say, Mike. I was going to bring up the special effects, but you hit the nail on the head. I thought they were really, really good. Again, it's you know it's a bit slow moving. I think the begin it takes a while to get going, but I I agree with Ria. I I actually quite quite enjoyed this. Um, I think I stuck I think I stuck it on after we did our trick or treat actually, which was I think was a good shout because it kind of like we said it kind of uh, which that podcast is yet to come out, but you'll enjoy it when it does because it's just <laughs> had you sorry Dad, have you seen these three films before? I've only seen Dragon Slayer before, so this was. This was a first viewing for me. Watch it another time, Gene. <laughs> I, I will say with all of these films, though, regardless of me not being a fan of Dragon Slayer, I I really could see why it became cult. I know we're not on that yet, but yeah. each of these films, they, well, there we, is an we appeal could, to. Them. I mean, we can talk about it. We can talk should about we, it now. Should we segue? Yeah, I'm happy. Do you want to do you want to give us the synopsis for Dragon Slayer? Rough. Let's. I, I'll try. It's going to be better than mine, Mike. We what? But the thing is, we are slow. We watched the first like 10 minutes while having dinner and then we had to sort out Willow and then we ended up losing about an hour and then we started it and we are like, I can remember nothing about the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I am. Um, literally zero. Of, so there's all the exposition of what's going on. Um, but I literally have no recollection of this film. I, we were in two parts. Good thing. But <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry. We're going to remind you again. Here we go. Oh, yeah, we're going yeah, yeah. so to bring man, it back. <laughs> the old man wizard who's called Ulrich and uh, there was the uh, boy Galen the, the young boy uh, and basically Ulrich is yeah this wizard guy and he's got magic powers and stuff and then this uh guy comes in who's a baddie who's called Tyrion um and Lannister not that one no different one <laughs> uh slightly worse action a bit taller um and he kills Uric uh and then also kills 
Hodge, who's this old man servant thing of this boy. Who's oh, yeah. Kind of weird, but he seems nice, I guess. Uh, and then Galen gets this the locket that the wizard had and then gets magic powers from it. And he basically gets involved with this woman, Valeria, who is a woman who is pretending to be a boy in this rebellion army thing she's in. And basically, with all those characters, what happens is people find a dragon. They ask the wizard to help. The guy appears kills the wizard uh the boy gets the powers and then valerian this woman is in charge of all the people then she has a nice wash wears a dress and everyone's completely enamored by her um the, the, actually that happens after this little bit which is they go to the dragon's cave galen gets smoked out by the dragon uh and then causes an avalanche in theory kind of causes an avalanche it's, it's, i couldn't tell if it was he seems to intentionally want to do it but the magic yeah. is a bit weird so this avalanche happens and buries the dragon then they have this nice little dance which is when valeria then wears a dress and everyone's like oh my god she's a girl even though it's very obvious um i mean i then, mean there's a scene earlier on where he discovers that's what he goes yeah. in the water and she's a girl that's why i'm getting a bit confused and you get and you get to see a bit of his knob oh, oh i yeah. said that oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the dongs were i was released. like look at willie you did yeah you're falling asleep and then it's eyes exciting. open immediately. Like it a is. sixth sense. Disney, it's, a it. dis, it's a Disney dong. And the, uh, apparently, <laughs> on, on the IMD trivia, the only Disney dong you'll see in a... A double D, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after after uh, Valerian uh, wears the dress and dances with Galen, he then meets the king. And the king gets really annoyed by him because Galen's basically useless. He can't even levitate a table. And the king is like, my brother and his best men went off to fight this dragon, got killed, blah, blah, blah. I hate you. So he puts him in prison. Uh, and then Galen speaks to the king's daughter. He eventually uh, escapes vaguely. Uh, then gets on a horse and rides out. Uh, and then he gets the sword, the dragon slayer. I think that's where we are. My notes are spurious and they're, they're kind of a mess. Um, then it seems very organized to me, Mike. When he you then needs, them. thank you. He then needs to go back to the castle to get the amulet to get his powers back. The king just gives it back to him. And then the king wants to sacrifice the princess to the dragon because they've been sacrificing virgins to this dragon to try and keep it happy for some reason. Galen saves her, kills that rider guy, Tyrion, who killed his uh, wizard dude. Uh, <laughs> then Galen kills some baby dragons, which is a bit weird. And he like kills... Do you remember that? Where's that three yeah, baby I dragons? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And he kills... Yeah, baby dragons are feasting on the princess. Yeah. yeah. God. Yum yum. Uh, I don't remember that bit, but I remember the dragons. Yeah, and then he fights the dragon. He loses. Then he finds out that Ulrich is alive, as he, AKA Gandalf the White. Uh, and then Ulrich fights the dragon. Galen smashes the amulet. The dragon explodes in the air and then lands and is just this exploded corpse. And they check the corpse, and it literally actually has exploded, like someone's put a bomb inside a dragon. Uh, and then the king takes credit for it, and that's basically. The film. Well, that's everything I've got written down. And that is like that. I know that sounded like a lot and it was, but I want to clarify this film has about the amount of law of like the extended Lord of the Rings, the fellowship of the ring in half the time and been thought out for about 10% of the time. So it's just, it's like they say one thing once. And if you haven't picked up every goddamn word, you're lost in five seconds. And it's that for everything. 
and things keep happening and you're just like what's going on and before you can even question it <laughs> the next thing has already started and you're like why is Ulrich the white dra- the white guy back is wearing white robes now why is he Gandalf the white he's become super powerful has he actually become Gandalf like has he actually called Gandalf are you no just his name that? is Ulrich but he dies wearing grey stuff and he comes back and wearing white stuff Gandalf this because... is a rip off from Lord of the Rings yeah that's fine Mike but you're also talking to someone who doesn't remember the fucking movie so you could it's be not Lord of the his Rings. name is Gandalf it's not Lord of the Rings 4 oh, Dragon Slayer this person's called Tyrion and then you've also got someone called Valyria which is basically Game of Thrones. Yes, so, this film was basically trying to be well. It came out beforehand. Sort of I was gonna, I was gonna say George R. R. Martin. This is his favorite dragon, Vermithrax pejorative, which I think is quite a cool name for a dragon. <laughs> is his favorite dragon, so he's uh, probably pulled a few of these names from this film. That would make sense. It was Valerian Steel? Yeah, that's what like, I was thinking. Yeah, that's the, the main woman is Valerian, so it's quite that. Yeah. I don't remember the ending. I remember the little you baby remember the dragon. dragon exploding and then falling no, to the ground and splattering. He, 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 he stabs one of them, I think, and then he beheads the next baby dragon. But there's yeah. a there's a, in our version. This is the English DVD I've got uh, the cut of it, and it is uh, basically there's a shot in it where the dragons are actually feasting on and eating her ankle off, like like dismembering her foot. Uh, but but they've they cut that in the UK because they went yeah a bit dark that for a, a, well, a bit to eat really isn't it and yeah it's all tasty. it's all tender bone and gristle gristle yeah I mean she's, mm. you don't know where she's been stepping either you know she could be I mean she's a anything. princess so she's probably got quite delicate ankles isn't she actually you know? maybe yeah quite nice quite nice quite tasty um, but yeah it's uh, <laughs> there, I, the... I, I quite enjoyed the 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 princess um, you know. She sees she sees the injustice. Did, did you not like it's that, Ria? It's so Monty Python. It's so Monty Python when she like comes down to his little cage and she's like, that's not how the lottery works. That's not how it works. Father, has there been have you been not putting my name in the lottery, Father? I'm like, is this suddenly a Monty Python sketch? What is happening? <laughs> And then when she sat there at the top, it felt so life of Brian. She was like, yes, yes, people, yes, people. My father didn't put my name in, so I put all my name in for all of them. I will sacrifice myself, you know. <laughs> Jenny was like, are we about to get life of Brian? Always look on the bright side. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> this is not chaotic good. <laughs> it was very, it felt like they just had... It sounded like basically the sprawling the, the sprawlings of a madman, like George R. R. Martin <laughs> or like J.R.R. Tolkien. But instead of them having ample space to explain their ideas, it was like someone had a like some sort of elaborate saw trap and was like, "You need to write a Lord of the Rings epic in one day, go." And it was like their first draft, and they were like, "Okay," and th- then we're going to have this thing happen, and then this thing, and this thing, and someone like there's no editor, no one to go. What about that? They go, "No, we're past it already. Let's keep going." And then they're like, "Cool." That's the story. Let's roll with it. And they're like, we don't want to iron out these, yeah. take off these random pieces that don't go anywhere. No, we like, need the, every moment. There's, there's the bit with Ian e- e- McDermott, your favourite, is in this. Good old Palps. Yeah, Palps yeah. is in it. Palps is in it, and he gets horribly burnt again. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought that. And he's in, he's in a robe. He's also in a robe. So it's He does say power at one point as well, which I quite liked. Because he's obviously famous for the unlimited power. And I yeah. said that he likes to get destroyed by the elements. Oh, good. <laughs> Lightning, fair fair air point. from falling down the the uh, Death Star chute and stuff. Yeah. It's all good. He loves it. 
He loves it. That's his favorite. But but there's this space. there's this weird theme running through it where it's like this: old, the old world is dying off, and they're bringing in all this like all Christianity's a good thing in it. Whoa, yeah, it's great. I was like, I'm a bit like you've got necromancy dragons. And and you're like you're like oh but this Jesus fella he's got it going on this I, be- I believe I believe this this is actually, that's all that's all old shit that is all pagan bollocks but this this Christian guy this guy with the beard and the robes I'm into so I was like I don't get it I don't get that I don't know I don't I also didn't know what they were trying to say with it like Christianity stole everything or ruined everything. You know, I, I can see what he means in a way, but I'm not sure how he's trying to tell it in that respect. It's weird. It, there were with the whole thing with him where he was like trying to basically say, look, we don't believe in the dragon. So be, but you see all the chaos around you. We don't believe in the dragon. It definitely didn't happen. No, our Lord would say no. It's like, okay, right. Um, you could use it to help whatever you're saying, but whatever, that's fine. And he's like, I'm going to prove it to you. Let's all go do like a sermon on the grave of this not dragon and then the dragon emerges and burns him and you're like this is just so what a waste of time this is so what am i achieving i'm just watching this guy who we've only met once before for about eight seconds and we go he's a religious man yeah Yeah. he's a a religious man what does he do he is religious okay and what's his story arc he's religious and then he gets burnt by a dragon and well then you get to see the dragon murder someone you're like Oh, you get so he's to, dying for his sins, Mike. He gets to watch a palp's body double on fire flailing. It's like, okay. I mean, I oh. have no idea what anybody's talking about because Megan just brilliantly went, there's nowhere in space. And <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> it's the best thing that's happened in all of these podcasts. Literally missed Well, I mean, it I don't is, know what anybody has said since she did that. The thing is, no you're saying there's space. no air in space with the, de- with the Death Star bit. In the Death Star, it was pressurized. Oh my! Come on, get a grip. How did it breathe in the Empress Throne Room if there was no air? How would Luke breathe? Oh, How would any of them breathe? Oh. <laughs> technically, technically, is it true or is it not true? There is no air in space. But There's we were no talking about Palpatine. Uh-uh. Did he die I in said. space? There's no did air in Pal- space. Did Palpatine die in matter. space? I'm right. You're wrong. Get up. Um. Uh. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know what the canon is for that, Mike. So I, I don't know what. Ends. <laughs> I mean, we, we know, we know he comes back. So I'm guessing he didn't necessarily. Somehow, yeah, exactly. somehow, somehow he, he returns. returns. Somehow. Um, There's too much also, speaking of speaking of char- <laughs> speaking of characters returning, they make Ulrich out to be this grand wizard, this powerful wizard. He's teaching this young apprentice, and the best thing he can do is fucking kill himself twice. <laughs> That's his best trick is just dying. Well, he's it's so come... obvious as well, so because like I've seen how I die. And then he dies, and there's like the magic pouch of his ashes. It's like, well, clearly he's coming back, right? He's gonna <laughs> like rise from the ashes. It's like I've seen enough of this shit to know where this is going. I didn't see that coming, but I was so really? so disinterested by Ulrich. <laughs> he just came on screen and I was like, this is like a really shit old dude mental person. Oh, and he's dead immediately. I was like, okay, that's He's he's basically just the obstacle to get Galen because Galen's like but oh, Galen was that. never going to be the hero. He's such such a wet blanket. He he is all the worst qualities <laughs> of Luke Skywalker. That's it's basically just none of the redeeming qualities. He's just whiny and annoying, and you're just like, 
I don't like you very much. And he's like, I want to be a wizard. And Eric is like, no, you're not ready. And then Eric dies and he's like, I'm a wizard now. And you're like, <laughs> what is happening in this movie? And yeah, like, you were saying actually- like, he was he saying actually- like he was he's he's mourning he's mourning he's like I'm not powerful I don't know what I'm going to do in my life and then this little amulet keeps glowing and then literally the second the amulet's glowing he's like haha I'm a hero now I'll be able to do everything <laughs> I am so and, it, and and the most we see is him levitating a fucking egg <laughs> yeah and he can't even pick up a table he just makes it shake and fall over and yeah, then was like, like what is this guy doing it's like and then again when he brings the avalanche down it just keeps coming and it never stops and he's like oh it's definitely dead the dragon is definitely definitely dead there's no other entrances at all can't possibly be and then it's like no you 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 you're shit you haven't killed it <laughs> <laughs> he gets the he gets the weapon, the dragon slayer. And I was like, oh my god, they said the thing. Mm. And then it's like, it's a fairly cool looking sword, and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, I mean, Mike, it's a spear. First of all, technically, well, it's, it's like a get pike. It, get it right. Get it right, Mike. Mike. Kind of like a Come pike, on. I thought. Get it right. There is air in space. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in space, you will always hear Mike correct you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike corrects you in the forest and no one's around. Does it can you actually hear it? Is, is, Mike, <laughs> is it valid? Does Mike even exist? <laughs> uh, I can't remember what I was saying, but yeah, I quite like the, about the, the Dragon Slayer. The Dragon Slayer Pike Spear. Spot Pike Spear thing, you know, Naginata, whatever you want to call it. And I quite like the dragon scales being used as as a shield. Mm. I thought that was mm. kind of cool. That was a good we idea. get to see like Valerian, so she like dresses up as a boy to not be picked for the lottery. Great, great plan. And then she becomes the leader of like this ragtag bunch of villagers. Awesome. So she's clearly like strong and tough. She doesn't get any action though, does it? The first moment it's like, let's put in a white floaty dress and make her in love with Galen, who's the most honestly, he's so beige. He is Riley from <laughs> Buffy, right? <laughs> so why is she in love with him? And then she goes to be badass and make him like this cool dragon scale um, shield. Hmm. Why don't I get to see any of that? Why didn't she get the shield? Why doesn't she get to the dragon slayer? She, she goes with him, doesn't she? she yeah, says, but she well, still doesn't really do anything. Yeah, yeah she does. Yeah. She wears a dress. I mean, really, what else do you <laughs> what want? Do you what the woman her? wore a dress when you thought she was uh, a boy. That's so, what but, we want. But she makes this speech. She does make this speech about, oh, I've. I've been a boy and I've fought and I've done this, so I can still do this. And then she goes and there's like, and he's like, no, I'm going down on my own. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, why? Oh, okay. She's clearly shown she's badass. She made a shield out of dragon scales. Like, dude, have some backup. You're useless. You know what would have been more fun? When he went and fought the dragon and lost, it would have been more fun if he went for the dragon, lost and got killed, and then she took mm. over and beat the dragon. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That would like so much more interesting. Because it would have been Galen is this little douchebag who thinks he's all that when he's not, because he's just got this magic pendant. Whereas she's been badass the whole time with no magic powers or any help. So yeah, she when did this film come out? Um 83. Three was it? Yeah, no. girls. Eighty-two, I think, maybe. Girls didn't matter in the eighties. Girls don't matter now, my love. Do they matter but, now, Megan? But, but, they but don't they matter were, now. Come on. But we know, we know for a fact, Megan, they were, we're very just... horny, though. They were really. Horny. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that's true. So. They didn't matter, but they were. Very but they were horny. like, give them credit, give them credit. <laughs> they were, they were very horny. Uh, this was actually interestingly because this is this one. This particular film is a co-production between Disney and Paramount. 
So so I think that's why a lot of people also forget it's not really a Disney film because it's a co-production. And it was shown in a in a double bill at the time when they did it with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Oh, God. Well, that's so sad if yeah, you went the cinema. to the cinema that's see so... Raiders of the Lost Ark and you had to see this first. That's so long. Never know. It's long between. That's long, have you never, Megan, have you never watched two films back to back? You watched the Avengers. I did. You watched Infinity War once. and Endgame. Yeah, what, you did once, and then believe, you went into it. a coma. She <laughs> <laughs> so did slept. wake up for three years. <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not, we watched Infinity War, and I think it. What time did it? It was finish? during lockdown. Let's be fair. Lockdown yeah, isn't real. I had time. more energy during lockdown, but we watched Infinity War. Oh no! And- she just asked you at randomly. It was about. It was about six or seven p.m. And yeah. I was like, "Should we watch Infinity War?" And I was like, "You want to start a two and a half hour movie at seven o'clock?" Oh, okay, so we watched it. And then went to the loo, whatever, had some food and stuff. And then it was like 10-ish by the time. And Meg was, was like, like, let's watch the next one. And I was like, you want to watch Endgame now? Like quarter three past hour 10. Film. It's like three hours And I long. stayed awake for was, the whole thing. Was that Megan a scroll or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's still here. She's still here. She's still here. Who's the real one? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not amazing. I think it's too long as well. I think there's a lot you could cut down. the longest film on earth. I thought it was never going to end. I also thought... Oh yeah, we paused it at like 45 minutes because I was getting tired and I was like, how are there still (laughs) how is there still over half of the movie left? I thought the ending was was really hokey as well and really schmaltzy. It was just like, oh, we're happy now and oh gee, I'd love a horse. Oh, magic, <laughs> magic, magic's not dead. I've still got some powers. I can manifest horses. Um, <laughs> Bring them back screaming from the void. Like, again, again, that's, another... my, that's my daughter's dream. <laughs> manifest horse. It's a three-year-old's dream. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Megan's dream is making loads of little Sebastians from Parks and Rec. Yeah, little Sebastian. Mm, love little Sebastian. Mm. Um, yeah, I did. Like, I'll, 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 I'll say this about the film: the best thing is the fucking dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, considering everything else is so shonky mm. in the rest of the film, like costume designers, often like unsung heroes, not in this film mm. at all. Like, I don't know where they were piecing all this shit together same with like the props and whatever location scout like really this is this is what you're bringing to casting casting director usually i'm like like amazing they're like usually in all of the film and tv industry casting people are the best people again not here not here so it's like none of this is gonna be good and the dragon comes i was like oh yeah all right nice (laughs) could we not have done this like an hour ago i might have been interested I liked how with the dragon when they first showed it, you didn't get to see it all at once. I really liked that. It brought the tension. And it was like, oh, here's this big thing. And you just saw bits and pieces of it. And then when you actually do see it, it does actually look quite like a dragon. Like I think we said that with all three of these movies, it was at it was in the era where they were just starting to really use special effects a lot more. Mm. And it was at that point where it was like there's a lot of movies made in the especially the late 80s and early 90s. I mean, even I was going to say, and Megan's going to get mad at me, the prequels, Star Wars, you get a lot of things where they have special effects and they try and do stuff they can't really achieve. And then it ruins the film because A, Megan just fell asleep. I've never seen such a hard eye roll in my life. (laughs) I felt it. It literally, it's like an impact. Like someone slapping me in the back of the head. Um, But it's one of those things. But when you get, 
physical effects. If you can make a dragon look real in the 80s, a dragon still looks real in 2020. Like that's the kind of, that's the beauty of when they have real special effects is that if you can make it look real enough, it will always look that kind of real. And so I, I did find with the special effects in all three of these movies, all of the stuff they couldn't do, they used innovative camera work or just clever thinking around it. That more so in the first on Watcher in the Woods and uh, something wicked. But this one with the dragon specifically, I just felt like all the dragon stuff was on point. And and obviously the dragon scale shield, brilliant idea. Hmm. This just films. This film feels like a, a a film which was a really cool idea, but was never flushed out at all and it was just the first draft that's that's what it feels like to me you said that on the last film as well you could be right you could be right though because you know there's all of these production issues all of the the writing and stuff i don't know if ron miller was actively changing things or it wasn't dark enough or it wasn't quite right um you know there was problems pre during and post on all of these films all the way through so the fact that we even got films out of it that that hold our attention have a narrative is is you know it's it's a miracle sometimes that we even get films um to be honest but yeah it's our attention and has a narrative okay maybe not maybe not <laughs> but it's it's it, it, i mean the, it, it's a lightning in a bottle to get a film made let's be honest that's like, true let's, that's let's, very, very let's, true. let's be honest so even if it's even if it's a bit shit fair play fair play to even getting it that far I think with this film, I think this this film was tr- was basically trying to reach. If it if this film had been done right, this would have been the new Lord of the Rings, the new Star Wars. This would have been the thing that by now we'd have the three Dragon Slayer movies uh, in the eighties, and then you'd have um, either one of two things to happen. They'd made a million of them, and they'd all be horrendous, and no one would talk about it again, like a lot of horror films. Or they would do the thing where they release three. That's brilliant. Let's do a few bits in the background comics, maybe a couple of books or whatever, the lore of it all. And then in a, a couple of decades, make a new batch of them, reboot and stuff. And that kind of the universe stuff that's happening at the moment and happened a bit in the early 2000s of just bringing old stuff back. That's what we could have had. And I feel like this had so much lore, so surprisingly, that all the lore stuff was quite interesting, but they never really spoke about it. It was like, Oh, what's magical about? No, don't worry about that. What are dragons? Are they? Do we know much about them? And you get like a few, like a minute or two about of exposition about dragons right at the start, I think. And then it never really gets mentioned. And then you're just a bit like, there's so much cool lore here, and you've got the ideas, and you've got kind of some of the puzzle pieces of what could make and the next Star Wars, the next Game of Thrones, the next Lord of the Rings, but they just miss the mark, and then you just get this exposition dump of stuff you just don't give a flying fuck about. So it's just like someone talking at you at their, about their D&D campaign, but you've never played D&D. You've never played Dungeons and Dragons. So you're getting someone trying to explain this to you and you're like, I don't know what you're saying. I lost what you're talking about 45 minutes ago. But every now and then you say a word that I vaguely recognize and I'm kind of understanding for two minutes and then it kind of disappears again. <laughs> so Megan. Hey, Megan, any, thought, any thoughts on Dragon Slayer? Your favorite movie? I'm not even going to say it was all right. It was it was bad. I didn't like it. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, I really didn't want to watch the second half. Um, it almost begged me to not watch yeah, the second half. I was like, but I was like, we literally had, was like 15 And then I back. fell asleep anyway. So I don't. It did happen. There I wasn't go. a fan of this right. one. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I appreciate <laughs> Who's your least favorite. I appreciate your honesty. You know, it's it's you know, I, I I saw it a while ago. It was fine. I remember when it's been okay-ish. But uh, but yeah, should, should we uh, move on to our final film? Yes, but I want to ask you, Dan, with mm. something wicked and Dragon Slayer. What did you think of the, both of them? Like you you like something wicked, but with Dragon Slayer, yeah. Um, with with Dragon Slayer, I think. Again, everything to do with the dragon is great. I think yeah. all the effects, the shots, everything that is focused on the dragon is great. All the other stuff, I do. I did quite like the king because he was. He was. I just fucking hated him, and I, I, <laughs> so fucking much. I was like, "You're a smarmy, punchable twat," and and you need to die. Uh, and the fact that he kind of comes in after the dragon has died, sticks a sword in, and's like, "Look, I killed it. It was me." And everyone's like, no, we like Jesus now. See you later, mate. <laughs> that, that is the best bit, like classic mediocre man coming yeah. in and taking over and getting all the kudos. Absolutely best bit. Doesn't doesn't look that broken up about his daughter either. No, no, no. Not bothered. Um, so those those are the two key things I, I like. I know Peter McNichol, who plays who plays Galen, does not include this in his uh, in his uh, career. Oh. In his wow, uh, I mean that really makes me like him. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's. I, I really like Peter McNichol as an actor, anyway. But yeah, this is not his best work, and I think he'd be. He's admitting that by not including it in his filmography. Um, but yeah, it's 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 fine. It's like I think fantasy films are either really good or just meh. I think it, it's 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 very rare that you get a really really good fantasy film. Like mm-hmm. like I, I think you get a good like urban fantasy film, like a you know like a never ending story or something like that. But I think full all out fantasy is really hard to do. I, you don't get you'll get a Conan the Barbarian, but you get a million shit versions of it, and then you'll get a Lord of the Rings, and then you will get a million shit versions of it, and you will get a Game of Thrones, but you will get a million shit versions of that. So I think they very rarely come out and about. I mean, at the moment we've got two kind of fantasy TV shows that have just come out, big big numbers, and people are watching and stuff. So that's that's cool to see, and I hope they stay around, and hopefully they are good. Um, but yeah, I think it's very. I think it's a really hard genre to capture because I think as well people are like magic. I don't know the rules. How do the magic work? And and I think that's one of the big things you have to get over as well. That's the 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 world building, the setting up, and the the setting of those rules can be really difficult. And like like you said, Mike, there's all this law and they don't do anything with it. They don't, they're just like, but but the dragon, there's a, there's a, there's a dragon. And it's like, oh, there's no more dragons left. They used to, you know, flock the skies and kill everything. Um, but now they're just mean and old. I did I did actually get a lot of um aliens vibes actually from from when they go down, when he go Galen goes down into the cave of the flaming fire. And then when when Vermithrax pejorative comes up and she sees the dead babies, I got a very queen alien mother vibe. But I don't know if anybody else did. I didn't. No, but now that you're saying, amazing, and I don't want to compare the two. Ever. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know what you mean. I, yeah, there's, get... there's there's a little link there, but but yeah, I, I, again, it's a really good, good animatronic, and the special effects are good. But yeah, it's it's not it's not perfect by by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've I've enjoyed watching all of these movies in some way. Like I don't I don't think I wouldn't say they're objectively awful all of them they're not boring i know ria really hates dragon slayer <laughs> but ria do you remember the the disney sequels we did can we remember those 
in comparison. That was it. That was. I was about to say that was more fun. It wasn't Aladdin Two made me wanna. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Just, 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 take, just take it, take it back. Really? I would say they're both different levels of unenjoyment. I think these are like weird and different, and wow, I'm not yeah. sure what to expect. And then with the sequels, it's like this is just what I like, but worse in yeah. every well, way. With, with, <laughs> I think what it is is these take chances and risks. That's very. That's what true. I, I appreciate that. That's I'd rather it be risky rather I'd, than just be safe exactly. boring. Because they've gone, they've just gone with the sequels. They've just gone more of that same shit, but worse. You know, it's yeah. just, they're like, it's tried, it's stayed, it's been done. It's the same shit over and over again. And that's why I wanted to bring these to the table, because I thought it would be something different and and interesting at the very least. If they're shit, they're shit. I didn't watch, I, uh, this is the first time I watched two of them. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's been, you know, an education for me. And I don't remember, I didn't, re- I didn't wasn't that fond on, on Dragon Slayer when I watched it the first time, but I thought it's within this kind of bunch and it kind of works with what we're talking about. So I thought, throw that in as well. Just throw it in. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy I watched all these films, even though, uh, I'd only really rewatch Watcher in the Woods. Yeah. It's good to get out of your comfort zone, you know, every now and again, you know. Yeah. I, you know, uh, otherwise I'd just be doing horror films all day, every week, um, you know. <laughs> which uh, would be fun. But which next, is great, it's great, but yeah. But exactly. next time we're going back into the safe, our nice little safety blanket. We are, we are. But we're not yeah. quite there yet because we've no. got another third of this to go. No. So, uh, <laughs> so much like Mike, uh, a creepy fella, a watcher in the woods. <laughs> uh, so, uh, why why don't I give us a synopsis of this? Yeah, because uh, I don't think I think Megan is is slowly slipping further and further down the settee. <laughs> it's because I'm reclining. Oh, she's reclining as she's well. Finished her gin. I finished reclined. my gin and I'm reclining. It's a recline. Also- it's a, a recline <laughs> time. Every so often the dog moves, so I'm I'm also looking at Willow. Right, don't you fucking move your dog. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so Watcher in the Woods uh, So this is what Ron Miller said Could be Disney's The Exorcist So uh, I agree it is, uh, It's based on a novel Much like uh, the, uh, the uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes And it is about a young um, Half, like mostly American family Apart from the dad Coming back to England And they move into a house Because he's a I believe he's a concert pianist uh, and they are going to live there for the time being. And it's this big old manor, and this old lady owns it, uh, played by Betty Davis of uh, of many films, All About Eve, very famous film star, and uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, and more things. But she uh, she's uh, a bit weird, a bit odd. <laughs> and, and she's like, I don't want just anybody living in this house. I want to choose them. And this young girl starts seeing things and having visions of of stuff. And she's like, are you sensitive? <laughs> are, you, are you sensitive? Do, do, do you sense things? Um, and, and she goes, and she realizes that, yes, both her and her sister are picking up kind of psychic phenomena. They're seeing hallucinations, having dreams, speaking in other people's voices. So something odd is going on. And there's a there's a presence watching them and observing them the wind uh, the fog <laughs> who is it who is it where is it uh, <laughs> there's something or someone out there and they don't like it so uh and uh and they befriend this odd old lady um this who's lost her daughter many years ago so that's why she's a little kind of um 
bit bit off kilter, let's say. <laughs> and and they start investigating this uh, the disappearance of Karen, this young girl. And we find out that there was a childhood game, a secret society, and there was an initiation. And during this initiation, this uh, church exploded, the lightning struck, and it was during an eclipse, and something went wrong, and Karen disappeared, and nobody knows where she went. And these three children don't know what happened, and they've stayed mum about it for years, 30, 40 years, however old they are. And and Karen is uh, Karen is slowly seems like she's coming back, and uh, we have to all the girl the girls are, are determined to find out how this happened and if they can bring Karen back. So that's the that's the watcher in the woods. I won't spoil the ending because that's how you do a synopsis. There you go, nailed it. <laughs> synopsis nailed Dan. It. Synopsis. Yeah. What I do best. What I do best. I mean, leaving the town. Yeah, like, yeah. It is spoilers. It's it's spoiler. Dan. He got in trouble recently in Discord. I know Tonya gave you a bit of shit for it on uh, the She Hulk episode, which I thoroughly well, enjoyed. Well, I mean, wait, wait till but, the the last I, one. Have you listened to this one this week? I listened. Yeah, with Neil. Neil yeah. spoiled a bit for her. Uh, yes. Whenever something gets spoiled for Tonya, she's going to hate me for saying this. A little part of me does laugh because <laughs> I'm like, I don't get to. We. I've gone past the point. I can never. Uh, like Tonya's managed to get her little carving out where she doesn't get anything spoiled. She doesn't watch trailers. She doesn't watch posters. I can't do that now. No. I know Neil said the same because I've liked too many Marvel memes. I'm in too many Facebook groups and I yeah. post about Marvel stuff for podcasts. Most of the spoilers I get or the new trailers dropped or leaked screenshots of blah, blah, blah mm. showing up. It's not even people sending them to me. It's not even people I know. It's like a, it's either a sponsored post on Facebook or it's, an Instagram post randomly that pops up when I'm trying to search for something else. Like, we think you'd like this. Oh, great. There's a screenshot of this character in a show. So it's like it happened with uh, a character appearing in Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. None of the obvious ones. No. And I, I didn't even click on it. I didn't click on it. I just, it was like a tiny the image. Thumbnail. Sometimes they put the image on and I, or they put an image on or they put the comic book <laughs> version of that character on or some some link to it. Yeah. I, hate, I hate when they do that. Yeah, and so I get being spoiled for me constantly, and I've I, I can't I can no longer even try not to get things spoiled. So I just have to watch stuff I don't necessarily want to trailers, and I'm jealous of Tonya being able to go into movies and series, never seeing trailers, not having this expectation. I, I, I'm really envious of that. With other movies, if someone recommends something, I won't watch the trailer before seeing it. But when that happened, it made me laugh for two reasons. One, because it wasn't you, Dan, and I could hear your voice going, yes, I wasn't the one who spoiled things for once. Neil's great. He's amazing. So Tonya won't be quite as mad at him. Yes, my little indiscretion in Discord isn't this bad. Yeah. And so I, I felt that, and that cracked me up. And then yeah. just the, the actual spoiler itself was kind of funny because I was like, I thought everyone just knew that. Knew yeah. Well, that's that happened to me. I I spoiled for Tonya that Hayden Christensen had confirmed that he was going to be in the Obi Wan series oh. that month before Kenobi came out. I think. And I was months. like, yeah. because Mike talks about it, so I was much. like, I thought this was just a thing. That well, Star Wars knew. celebration. They literally have him on stage talking mm. about so I, him being in it. I said it on a podcast, and I was like, obviously this. And Tonya was like, uh, yeah, I didn't know that. And I was like. No, uh, yeah. I was like, this is we've all done it, guys. We, we've all we're all guilty of it. Everyone's done it at least once, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. We're, as long as we're making the effort not to spoil things for her, 
it's fine. It's fine. We're all we're all trying to protect her from the <laughs> evils of our knowledge. Uh, so, so you know, at least, uh, like I've made a concerted effort because I I was pretty crap starting off, and I've made an absolute concerted effort to be better, and I still fuck it up massively. Yeah, it was um, funny because your recent mess up. Like as I said in the Discord chat, I was like, I didn't even know that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was so beyond what even twenty. I was like, I didn't yeah. know that. So I was like, I'm, oh, I'm not great. fast. Oh, great. Was, that that was only a minor thing. It was just who a villain was in a show, and it's like you'd get told that probably before the yeah. credits even pop up in a movie. Every character you see in the Marvel film in the first five minutes is always a patty. It's just hey, this is a random bloke walking in a desert, and something bad happens to him. I wonder what's going to happen oh, with that. No. <laughs> Who could it be? Um, anyway, that was me back, railroading things. Railroading, railroading. It's all right. Tangents are good. Tangents are all right. We we appreciate tangents. Uh, but Megan is slowly, slowly going into a. So is Rhea. So is Rhea. So don't, is Rhea. Just, don't just point the finger at me. It's also Rhea. Me and Dad will just chat for the next two hours. It's fine. Mike, <laughs> I changed. I love. I love you yeah and i'm sorry everyone on this podcast <laughs> but mike keeps leaning on me and he's making me so goddamn hot you need so to sit cold. Up. i'm not cold mike i'm sweltering look at what i'm wearing <laughs> anyway watch watcher in the woods so watcher in the woods what what did we think while watching watcher in the woods you go first megan because the only film you can remember correct go i actually quite liked it yeah. I um don't understand why the main character, the blonde girl that can that's sensitive, why she um has to yell all the time. Is <laughs> my question. She literally yells everything, and then the guy that she like is like hanging out with the like whoa Mike, Mike nearly knocked the laptop on the floor there. It's fine. Um, the guy that he she's like seeing hanging out with the one that's the it's son Mike. Oh, right. That's okay. why I thought you did. doing I thought you went, whoa, Mike. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> That's three <laughs> <I'm> mics. <not. laughs> uh, yeah, he was like a bit of a dick at points. Like she would say something to him and he was just like so fucking blasé and nonchalant about what was happening to her as if it was just like, do you know what I mean? I, I know what you're saying. I, just, I thought he was all right. I was like, he's just... I, I, it's kind of one of those things, though, isn't it? Because when you watch a horror film, you know something crazy is actually happening to someone. You're like, why is no one believing them? But if you're in real life and someone says, I think my house is like haunted and I'm having visions of stuff, it's a bit like, are you though? Yeah, no, I know that. But then at points he was believing her. And then at other points he would be like on the other side and be like, what are you talking about? Don't be for the Doesn't ridiculous. he come at the end and literally save the day? Yeah, he's, he's there at the end because his mum's the one that ran away that broke the circle originally. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? that's that's correct. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> very well done. Well remembered. Thank you. Yeah, no, I thought this was good. I thought there were bits in it that there were that were like a bit naff. Like I think the whole like oh oh right. One thing that I have uh, <laughs> one thing that really bugged me about this film is how the dog was never on a lead. Like, and then and there was no training. Narek. Yeah, it. that's that's the other thing. Is that that's what I mean? That's that what made me think about the dog is that it's a bit naff. Like they could have come up with a better name that worked in a better way than Karen and Narek. Um, <laughs> and then it also just irritated me that the girl was like, Narek, where are you going? So we've had no training. The dog has had no training. Of course, it's going to piss off wherever it wants to go. It's a dog and you live on this massive land. <laughs> but yeah. And also the wind is always a thing in films. 
that means someone's going to go crazy. Like the wind, the wind, it's a thing. Like I said this to Mike as well. The wind is like a thing. It can make people go crazy and it's featured in quite a lot of movies. Like the only thing that I can think of is a film called Volver, which is Spanish. And it has um, Penelope, Cruz. Penelope Cruz in it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they um, have it in, in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, the Santa Ana wins. Yeah. Even um, Dead too. Yeah. And in and also again linking it to Spain, Castilla La Mancha, the region. It's uh, oh shit, Cervantes, I think the author's called. Don Quixote is all about the wind. Ooh. Oh, Megan, you've just made Tony so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Marie Antoinette, uh, Marie Antoinette episode where it was like just to get schooled in the French Revolution. Ada mentioned that to me as well. Yeah, because like, Mike thought that Marie Antoinette Megan ever is after, taking but... us to school yet again. <laughs> <laughs> with the wind didn't you say as well was it something about was it folklore is it, is it spanish folklore or something where it's you, you told me there was some sort of association with mysticism or sort of old traditions and it was like the wind represents people going mad or something uh, i i think it's just a superstition i don't know if it's superstition that it's a superstition it i definitely I've, know there's a superstition yeah, it represents change as well doesn't it mm. I've definitely made people go mad with my wind. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. That's happened a lot of times. Uh, but carry on, Megan. What, what else were you, what were you saying? I don't know. I think I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed this film. I just, yeah, I just thought bits were a bit naff. And, and like, there were lots of bits that were kind of predictable, really. So, like, I was like, well, obviously that's going to happen. I know that that's going to happen. But, yeah. And I also just think, like, even the naffness, all of it is a bit naff. Like even the ending is naff. Like the whole reason as to how she like whatever happened to her mm. in itself is also just a bit naff. So I find with this film, nothing, none of it is ever like a 10 out of 10, but unlike mm. the other two films, nothing's ever lower than like a seven. It just kind of, it never really gets any better or worse necessarily. It just kind of goes. And I, we found that, especially this being the first film we watched, the first five minutes, we were like, this is going to suck. And then it actually gets going. You're like, this is actually quite cool. And I think that you could tell there wasn't necessarily much of a budget, but they did something very clever with it where all the horror stuff they did and anything that was creepy was all you know left to your own imagination to some degree. We get the visions and the wind and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, this is just, it felt to me like a really well-made independent horror film. That's just how I viewed it. I was like, this is just like nothing. Someone has thought about this. That's how I felt. I felt like someone actually really thought about the plot of this and it, it just worked in the right way. Whereas the other two films are bits and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Why have they put this part in here? Like someone needs to rein this bit in. Whereas in this film, it just nice. And I found the 80 minute runtime was just perfect. It, it just, it was the only film we got through the whole thing over one sitting. Then, then that's incredible. You made it. <laughs> you made it that far. Um, again, it's there's a scene at a carnival with a hall of mirrors as well from something wicked. So there's a. Mm. I love the cinematography there. of it because I was like the way they do that and the fact that you don't see the camera. Maybe you can in a shot or something, but I did try and look, and I was like, I couldn't see it, and I was like, that's hard to do. Mm. That's hard to do, and especially in those days, people. You go back in the decades, especially before the internet, and people didn't care. Excuse me about camera being seen in certain shots quite as much mm. people you know, big filmmakers try to avoid it when you get some of the lower films you do get the glimpse every now and then and i love a good clever mirror shot when they do it i, I love that or when they do the effects where it looks like it's on a mirror but it's actually there's no mirror it's like a pane of glass and you're actually 
not looking at reflection you're actually the camera is serving as a mirror i'm rambling i'm sorry it's nothing to do with this film i just like i just like mirror stuff in movies because it's so hard to do because i've done Mirrors. it when making music videos and it's a pain in the ass yeah absolutely well they hired they hired uh, the director of legend of hell house so it's a it's a genuine kind of horror director who's directing this so he knows what he's doing um speaking of the ending that was the the main issue with the film um they changed it there was this in the end there was this alien like creature this insect would come and it grabbed um i can't remember the main character's name but grabs her and takes her to an alien planet they meet karen they free karen and then they bring her back um this alien creature brings them both back that's in the alternate ending that's not the actual ending to the film yeah i wouldn't have liked that that that's the kind of thing that would make me go nope that don't that's, like it. that's too weird for megan yeah that's too, <laughs> that's too weird I, I i kind of agree there was there was an ending that we were that we're not able to see which was kind of somewhere between what that was and um, because the mum actually turns up in that ending and is like where is my daughter? Where is my daughter? What have you done? You know, because there's all this stuff saying that, oh, what, what happened to you happened to my daughter and it'll happen to you. And and they kind of mix that. And then they go with the ending where it's like the little girl who is actually the little girl from the original Halloween film. That's the same girl. Oh, that's yeah. cool. And uh, And she's like, I've been possessed by this being from another dimension and we need to do this and to swap the places and the things at the same time with the eclipse and the lightning and the things and do the same seancey stuff um it did feel kind of like a bit of a murder mystery because there was this like dark secret that he had and they were hiding it that was it i found that quite interesting in a kid's film as well it was quite like that trauma it just travels down through the ages Somewhat grounded. When I had the bits where it was all the parents trying to avoid talking about a thing that happened, I was like, oh, I'm intrigued now. This is like, as you say, it's the mystery element. It's also how each individual person reacted to it differently yeah. as well and how they dealt with that mm. trauma. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's Jan is the main is character. Jan, yeah. yeah, Jan, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that's if, right. If the thing that you said that happened, because I know you also, you found on YouTube, I think, there was the alternate ending. Yeah, that's and the And I was ending. like, I'm going to watch that. And then I saw it's 12 minutes. And I was like, I'll try and watch that. And then I yeah, it's it, Some of it is alternate takes of earlier in the film. It's not necessarily wrong or different. It doesn't change too much, but it changes. There's the odd dialogue change and things. Yeah. But but the main, it, it's basically just this creature comes in, <laughs> this dark creature and grabs her. That's the main difference. I don't think, I'm glad it didn't do that because if that had happened, I, I I'm all up for weird stuff happening in films, but I just feel like this whole film was quite grounded the whole time. Yeah, and it was just this. It's almost like a freak accident happened. I know it gets a bit weird if someone went into like a spirit dimension or whatever, but it's kind of almost like you just go, look, ghosts are kind of real, and if you do this thing at the wrong time, then you can get stuck in the realm of ghosts. That's kind of what it is, and you're like. Mm-hmm. That, that's basically kind of it and i was like that's fine the, the in this movie you get these kids that are kind of having visions about things and what it is and it's like a plane of reality that's kind of on ours like a like the ghost plane of reality and how yeah. supernatural beings exist and i was like that's fine that's all quite local folklore sort of superstition i was like that's fine if it was like the alien of zundark who's come down from the planet and it's, it's no fuck that no too much if, if there's nothing to do with aliens or anything like that at all for the film and then just suddenly you go 
let's just plop it in there. You just, no, you, you couldn't think of a... It felt like you couldn't write your way out of it, so you just went, um, aliens, let's do that. This. Rhea, what did you think? Uh, I liked it. I like that it leans heavily into a lot of common horror film tropes. So, you know, we have a family who's isolated. They're not around their own friends and family. So it the perils very much in one place. Um, we have the classic teenagers, young children becoming possessed or seeing the ghostly apparitions. Um, you know, that's a, that because vulnerable, more sensitive, all of that sort of stuff. So I always like tend to like that sort of trope. And we get the 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 classic thing, which I always love, is you move into a new house, and it's usually the wife will say, "Oh, there's something weird going on here," and the husband will go, "Well, we're not leaving." We put all of our money into this house. We're never leaving. I don't care. Everything's going weird. There's blood coming out of the walls. We're not going to leave because this is all our money. <laughs> oh, um, and I love that they do that as well. Because like, like if I was Jan's mum and she keeps on saying to me, there's weird things happening. This glass just exploded. The mirrors just exploded. Maybe I've watched too many horror films, but I'd be like, yeah, this is a bit weird. You should probably maybe spend some time out of the house, maybe. Um, and so I like that. And I like that, you know, Jan isn't, a useless teenager or girl she's she's so proactive and she instantly is like there is something weird and wrong going on here nobody's listening to me nobody's paying attention to me you know exactly what um, Megan was saying about Mike not this Mike the Mike in the film where she he's she's saying stuff and he's like oh that's 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 what you're talking about that's stupid and it and it doesn't she then doesn't waver in herself and in, in the fact that something weird's going on. She's like, well, actually, this is weird. I nearly got blown up by a flying motorcycle, so I think I'm going to see what the <laughs> fuck's going on. And so she's got a lot of agency, which I really enjoy. Um, I do think the ending is very wishy-washy, the whole spiritual alien, what actually is the Watcher in the Woods stuff is... It's nothing really. They've gone so like, oh, little concept. Let's put it in there. Let's make that the title, and that's about it. But otherwise, I think it's really strong. I think it's definitely more of an adults horror film that happens to have young people in it um, than it is a kids film. And again, I'm with Mike. I loved the. My favorite scene is when the mirror breaks, and just before it breaks, and she puts her hand up, and it's the glass. It's really beautifully shot and really well done. Um, and as soon as I saw that shot, I was like, wherever this film goes, I'm in. It's not, it's, you know, it's no something wicked. <laughs> not that, because I love the insanity of that, but I'm I'm in for this film and I'm here for it. The drowning scene's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I love that it isn't until she wakes up afterwards and her little sister, whose name I can't, Ellie, is that what her name is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's it. Yeah, it's like you know, oh, she was trying to save you by pushing you down. I like that. There's no hint of that beforehand because we get the creepy housekeeper again, another another classic trope, which I really enjoy. And I think story storytelling is pretty tight. You know, I think there are things in this which we've seen in other films that maybe we don't know that they don't even know has maybe been influenced by this film. Um. And I think that, you know, because we get the, the creepy village, which is very hot fuzz. I think there's stuff in this which made me think of Mike Flanagan's uh, Haunting of Hill House. Any opportunity to talk about that, I will do. Mike Flanagan's a genius. Um, <laughs> Haunting of Hill House is his best work. Um, well, maybe it is. Anyway, it's not what he's talking about. Um, 
Um, so yeah, so I really enjoyed it. I just think it falls apart at the end. And I did hate the dog also. Really annoyed me. It being backwards for Karen. The, the, I just, it was just like, it. you put, Mike, as Mike said, you've put a lot of thought into the other stuff. And I feel like no thought was put into this. And it just it's just too on the nose. Too on the nose. They, right, could have, they could have done it in a much better way. They could have just chosen a name that is like an actual palindrome. Why just not Hannah? Ava. Yeah, yeah, Ava or Hannah. That's all you got to do. And then when you go, oh, that was actually the name of my daughter then you go oh, okay that's an interesting thing is the dog maybe the daughter is not like no let's call it narrick you know no, i think the reason behind it is because obviously she puts it into the the that she draws, she it, yeah, draws it in the back, like in the condensation glass, it? and then you see yeah. it on the other side yeah. as karen that's so i don't a think a palindrome would i think that's the weakest work. part yeah, of the movie. i'm just like you see that and you go Ugh. it was just you you have to genuinely be a simpleton if you can't figure out right. if you write narrick and you can't see immediately that says karen like what? Of course. I mean, and it out loud, say Karen. Like, like, literally, just turn around when you're outside. What? Nobody looked at this window. Yeah, and then there's also, one guy who finally who was yeah. like, "Wait a minute, yeah, that was, that was, Karen." You're like, yeah. oh, for fuck. that was the only bit. I was like, "There was a Come woman." It's the mom. Like, it was the it was the girl, the girl Mary. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mary. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, oh, "Karen." <laughs> I do think all the women are basically. If you take all the men out of this film, nothing changes. It's well, big, I was well, going to so say this is the thing that annoys me the most about it in the end as well. That it's Mike that saves Jan because it should have been her mum because we yeah. see that it's mm-hmm. this female parenting mother daughter trauma that's going on, right? And the same thing is happening with Jan and Ellie and their mum. So why the fuck is it Mike? Because he drives a motorcycle, like, like why is Mike the one he who doesn't believe anybody throughout, and why is he the one who saves Janet? Really annoys. It would have been so much more powerful. It would have been and the mum. The mum did turn up in the other two endings. Yeah. So why not just include in this one as well? It didn't make sense. I was going to say they. As much as I like the dad in this, I think the dad is really likable. He's fun. Mm. He's he's played to perfection. Um, and I like they don't they don't they they jettison him from the story because it's not his story. It's it's mm-hmm. this family. It's about women, you know, traumatized over losing their daughters and and all that sort of stuff, or possibility of losing their daughters. And that you know the heroes are the women of the film, like we've said. Uh, so I, I think it was a good it was a good thing. Even though I like that character, I like that actor. I think it was a good thing to kind of jettison him because it it puts them. Um, you know, seemingly puts them more in peril, but it also puts them more in charge of their own story as well. Agreed. Yeah. And also, I will just say with this film, um, like, with all of these films, like when you hear a film is buried, you know, when you get um, Troll 2 or the Holiday Special, Star Wars or things like that, you go, okay. And you or you get certain other films on YouTube and you're like, I know what you can clearly see. This was bad because of this scene or this... With these movies, they none of them are really what I expected. I mean, I watched Watching the Woods and I was like, this was actually a, a really cool, well-made film. Yeah, we were pleas- we, pleasantly surprised. I, mm. I don't know why Disney did, don't just release this as a Halloween mm. special, mm. put it as PG-13. Like, I, I think this and Woman in Black would be two perfect films for sort of young kids, young kids, older kids or young teenagers. Woman in Black is terrifying. No, no, but let me, expl- <laughs> let me finish the sentence, please. No. It would be perfect for... <laughs> kids or young teenagers and stuff who love horror like I used mm. to like I watched Predator when I was like 10 I know it's not a horror film but like I yeah, could handle that bit. sort of thing where yeah well Aliens Predator that kind of the subgenre is somewhat horror it's, I mean it's, a, it's kind of a slasher film but yeah. the, the teenage girls are now rock hard kind of 
army abacks kind of rough, thing, isn't it? Blokes the, with cigars. It's like yeah. it's like another man can't kill another man, so it's got to be an alien. Yeah, exactly. But with all those things, like when I watched when I was younger, like I liked horror films, but there were certain ones that were just too much for me. But I think that if you had a ten-year-old who was able to cope with these sort of things, or just a 12, 13, 14 year old. You, this and Woman in Black, I think, would serve as two really good movies to show, uh, like, a a teenage gateway, gateway horror, isn't it? Exactly. And be like, what do you think of these? Oh, I really like these. Right. Let's get on Blair Witch. Let's get on maybe Insidious, apart from the end being rubbish. Let's get on some of these other modern classics. Mm. Let's see what you think about Don't Breathe. Let's, yeah, let's test the water. You like those two films. Exactly. They're not. You know, you watch certain other films and they've normally got one scene that is really hard to watch or that makes it a 15 or an 18. And these don't have that. And I just think these were suspenseful. They were, It was horror. And you don't need gratuitous violence or crazy alien shit to make the film work. And that but, I really... But they do, they do... Two of these films do have those as well. Um, <laughs> yes. But what I was going to say as well, Ron Miller, I think it, the problem was, again, it's the Disney brand, the Disney label, yeah. which was the problem because people know what to expect from Disney at this point. And when they're doing this and, and doing this kind of side quest, if you will, for these darker, more intense, more, you know, darker themed films, then that's, I think that's what puts people off. And they're like, this isn't the Disney I grew up with. This isn't Granddad's Disney. And and I think that's why Ron Willer, Miller went on to create Touchstone, which is another studio that's not Disney that allowed them to make films like this without having to worry about the Disney logo and brand and the type of stuff that Disney creates. Not muddy the the kind of uh, you know what to expect from their audience. Yeah, no, I agree, but I feel like Disney uh, with. With this one, especially, I feel like Disney are missing a trick for not releasing this. HD Remastered on Disney Plus are going, here's a horror film that's been in the Disney vault. Bring it out at Halloween. I think people would love it. I think Something Wicked is really good as well as its own right. But I think that with the craziness in that, I could see how that might make people a bit... It might be a bit jarring for people. And then Dragon Slayer would flop coming out now. It would be that's the kind of film that you put on Netflix really quietly and don't tell anyone about. And then it gets a cult following because one random stoner watched it and spoke about it on a podcast. And then suddenly loads <laughs> of people started watching it again. Like that's Dragon Slayer. I could see your Dragon Slayer of that realm, but something wicked is like a pretty good film that needs improvement in my view. But with what trials, like this is, it felt like the film that had the least amount of trouble almost. Mm. It felt like this felt quite contrary to what you told yeah. me. It actually felt like this was the mm. film that really, I just got Blair Witch vibes in the sense of it was just a simple standard idea on a lowish budget that just did what it wanted to do. I mean, I mean, absolutely. I think I'm not, we've not gone through all the details of all the backstory and the history and who did what and what happened where and what changed in every film. Go and look it up. Go and dig it up. There's YouTube videos. There's uh, you know, tons of articles about it. IMDb is full of trivia. Go check it out. It is quite interesting, um, but you can understand why these films don't come out as well as they probably were originally envisioned to. Mm. Um, before we finish, because again, we're very sleepy, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna very quickly uh, go through some listener comments. So I asked, what are the darkest uh, moments in films made for children? That that other people find disturbing or weird. I answered this one. So here we go. Question. 
So, I answered uh, this one. He did, he did. So uh, <laughs> John Hammond at John Hammond 73 says the child catcher in Chitty oh, yeah. Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, that's I, awful. Yep, yeah, that's what I imagine pedos to look like. That's basically... Yeah. Him and Fagan, I think of. Fagan, yeah. Fagan from Oliver, Oliver Twist. Twist. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's, a bit, he's a bit handsy, isn't he? He's a bit... Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've played Fagan, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> in or out of, like, theatre? You just went around... No, 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 no. Oh! In, in theatre. In theatre. And the uh, our gay our gay musical director at the time said, I love your Fagan, Dan. He gets more and more paedophilic each night. And I was like, I was like, is that a compliment? <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. Anyway... John Hammond says also the rabbit massacre in Watership Down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the death of Old Yeller, a Disney film. I oh, see. I haven't seen that. But film. it's the only thing anyone but I know. About I know. Yeah. That's the thing. He's taken behind the shed and shot with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Well, uh... <laughs> all right. Mike, Mike just went full spoiler there. <laughs> I mean, it's a film made for like the 60s. It's been referenced about 50 times and stuff. If I've you've seen the Friends, if you've seen the Friends. Well, yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. That's what I was just yeah. thinking as well. If you see it, they've also spoiled it, but there you go. Uh, Mike also commented. Oh, Mike. Oh, it's me. No, <laughs> like we, well, I, I think we've heard enough from him anyway, so we'll skip his comment. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the darkest stuff I've seen in kids' movies. I mean, Coraline having eyes replaced with buttons is quite a lot. If Doctor Strange counts, that has some pretty brutal scenes for its audience. And Kubo and the Two Strings is one of my favourites, and that's pretty dark too. There you go. Uh, so, um, so, uh, <laughs> so, Bashi Dot Bazook uh, on t- on uh, Instagram says the toys stuck in the incinerator in Toy Story Three was horrible. Really drawn out and menacing. Of course, the parents dying is always a somber moment. From Bambi to Lion King, you opened it up to children's films in general. So I've got to add The Land Before Time as one mm. of the darkest. My oh. wife had to leave the room when we watched it with our son. It was too much. <laughs> the start of that is horrendous. It is the start, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. It's pretty depressing, um, as, as kids' films go. Uh, for older children, uh, both Mirror Mask and Bridge to Terabithia took oh, me by oh, Bridge to Terabithia. Bridge to Terabithia. Oh my god, I hate that film. I tell you, don't watch Bridge to Terabithia because it's a terrible. It's actually a bad film, but it's terrible for about an hour, and don't then it, say what no, I won't say what happens, but it becomes the most depressing film I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's still bad. But it's just depressing and bad, so don't watch it. It's like what was what was the other one? Mirror Mask, which is terrifying. It's uh, Neil it. Neil Gaiman. Isn't Neil it? Gaiman, yeah. Oh, and okay. Dave McKean, yeah. It is. Mm. It is messed up. Uncomfortable. Oh, like not like because it's like not problematic or like yeah, not problematic, but just because mm. it's like yeah, all right, sure, yeah, you guys, you guys need a lie down. <laughs> so uh yeah uh, so bashi bazoot by the way is uh blake Bile, Bile, biles is it biles blake biles, biles yeah biles yeah we uh i was gonna say blies that, that would be we've been wrong uh anyway uh, so that took me by surprise uh what i thought would be a trippy fantasy romp turned very dark dealing with death grief in very raw ways um max Byrne at maxi Byrne on twitter says the poor horse in never ending story I've not, we've not seen Never Ending Story. Well, <gasps> I know bits and pieces about it. That's the I thing. I don't know anything about it. I know the big the <laughs> dragon thing in it. Right. Like, I've I've seen bits of it. Like I know I've probably seen it when I was young, but 
Well, we won't spoil either. No. But there's a bit with a horse. So. Yeah. Well, called, I, called Artax. Artax. Yeah, Artax. So Atax, Artax. Uh, Rhea Carrigan also commented. Oh, this? this sounds uh, amazing. Oh my, god. oh, my God. I like this it. Sounds I like great. it. The Shadow Men from Princess and the Frog. I love Princess and the Frog. It's great. Yeah, they're creepy. Movie. Yeah, they're well creepy. Yeah, Friends on the Other Side. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, that's, I, I love that film. I think the music is excellent as well. When my daughter watches it, she goes, I'll be brave, mummy. I'll be brave. Uh, uh, the Chokey and Matilda, I think, is a good show as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I mean, I mean, she God, that was a subdued response, wasn't it? This Via Carrigan sounds rubbish. You've got her commenting. Uh, oh my God, the chokey. Oh my Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Thank you. There we go. There's, there's one more coming, and I. There oh, is, okay. There is. I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> All of Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio is creepy. It is. Yeah. It's just, especially. A, well, it's just I mean, a, such a fucking weird film. So, so it doesn't give actors a good name because they're going, hey, Twiddly D, an actor's life for me, kidnapping children, <laughs> abducting children. Then, then the naughty boys turn into donkeys. So that's fucked up as well. And that's like yeah. a horror film in itself. Yeah. And then he gets swallowed by a whale. The whale stuff freaks me. Out it's the, most. the donkey stuff that it, it gets me. It's all terrifying. All, all, of, your, terrifying. all of your kids today, Megan, would have turned into donkeys if they were on yeah. that island. There would have been like two <laughs> children in that class that would have been fine. <laughs> the rest of into them, the, the, the rest of them would have been the fine. naughty, naughty children. Yeah. Uh, right. Almost there. Almost there. Um, so our friend, I am Jack's musings at I am Jack's musings on Twitter says, "Watership Down" provided straight up horror movie moments. At times, the labyrinth's fireies used to scare me too. Mm-hmm. Something about the way they move and their disassembling body parts. And Judge Doom's transformation in Who Framed Roger Rabbit is pretty terrifying, mm-hmm. both visually, orally, as well. Yes. Um, so Matthew Blackburn uh, says, Well, Scar kills his brother in Lion King. Bambi Mum, uh, Bambi Mum, been killed. Uh, to be honest, if you look for it, Disney has a good amount of what could easily turn dark. 101 Dalmatians itself is about killing dogs for a coat. So, yeah, that's a fair point. And Andy reiterates again, Judge Doom reinflating himself terrified me for years. Uh, I have to agree with that. And that's all of the listener comments. So thank you very much, guys, for uh, for dipping in. I definitely think there's a there's definitely a that comments i think all these comments have legs for a podcast on itself so maybe mm-hmm. i'll do top scary moments in kids films maybe i'm gonna invite i'm me, gonna invite me to that one please okay sure. i was gonna add another one do it. Yeah, only yeah, because do it. we watched the lady and the tramp recently because our our puppy looks like lady uh and aside from the whole scene just being problematic in general yeah. because it's racist but the Siamese cats in that film used to scare the absolute shit out of me. They're so creepy. Yeah, they're horrible. They are awful. It used to terrify me. And we watched it like, what, like a few days ago. And I hated it just as much when we watched the Siamese cats. We watched it at the weekend as well. Ah, it's because we're twins. <laughs> we're the there best. we are. We've even got some of that hair now because when I got my hair cut. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and and simming, similar sleeping patterns as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried to mimic what Dan had going on, and then he shaves. I've changed it. I've changed so it. 
he doesn't even want me to be trying to mimic him, you know? No, no do your own thing. Don't try and mimic me. <laughs> not going to work. Off. Back off of my corner. This is my own thing. This is my own thing. Um, Mike's going to get glasses now as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ones that are uh, horribly out of date and unfashionable, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> uh, is there anything else you guys want to say? Where? Uh, how about where people can find you and your lovely, lovely podcasts? I'll go first. And then you you guys can finish it up because whatever. Find me at Rhea Carrigan on Twitter, Instagram, at Film on Film Pod, Comics Emotion, Pop Gorillas. Boom. Done. Done. Awesome. Megan? I don't have a podcast, but you, you can find. <laughs> I've been interrupted enough times today, Michael. Oh. I need to be interrupted oh. in my own. Oh, oh my God. Listeners don't realize that before the conversation, Megan had an explanation. A prelude. I had a bad day at work. Naughty kids. Naughty kids. kids. But I don't have a podcast. However, you can find me on Genuine Chit Chat sometimes. Sometimes you can find me on the Comics and Motion feed. Sometimes you can just find me on other things. Like I was on Tonya's podcast semi recently. Well, that's. We were on. It's not out yet, but I was on Fem on Film. I don't know if that is that out yet. That is out. Uh, And. You can find me on Mike's Patreon, which is Genuine Chit Chat. And you can also find me on Instagram, which too, I don't very post that English, can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what that was then. I was like, words out of order. Batteries run out. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. We're done. We're done. It's what you get from Megan. I have Instagram, but I don't really post that much anymore. But if you want to, it's Grits Gets Fit amazing that's correct uh yeah so if you want to uh, listen to megan she's behind a paywall uh patreon.com slash genuine chits chat for as little as one pound a month you get access Whoa. to hours and hours of audio content with myself and with megan talking about stuff. it's normally megan putting me in my place uh, in a lot Sign of things up. yep <laughs> oh uh, but you can find me primarily uh, on social media at genuine chit chat and my show genuine chit chat if you've been listening to the other disney discussions you know you, you've listened to them you know i talk to a wide variety of guests and that sort of thing and i've had spider dan and Rhea and a bunch of other people on the show as but well as i don't get that many stuff. more followers guys i've only ever i think it's like one follower that i've gained from saying my uh instagram handle no you've gained it. a few you've got Brett, you've Brett, I did, yeah. Yeah, you have got a few other. And aside com- from all the lovely people that I've met, comics in motion, mm. yeah. Uh, but you do also prefacing. I don't post much, so it's not really much of an advert. Yeah. <laughs> follow me and not have any content. Um, no thanks. Yeah, I but do. sometimes it's a nice little treat when you get. Yeah, one. I like this. I like seeing the dog. I like seeing the dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to see the dog more, follow me on Instagram because I seem to post more pictures <laughs> of our dog on my story and that sort of thing. But let's be honest, Megan is the best of all of us. So, yeah. so you definitely yeah. should be following Megan. Yeah, that is. Ah, oh, thanks. Yeah. And just also myself and Megan, we were on a uh, film on film where we spoke about, uh, we referenced it earlier, uh, Marie, Marie Antoinette, Sophia Coppola's Marie Antoinette. And, uh, we and also, you were on Back to the Filmography with Jack. Yeah. I was about to say that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's another to, one. That I was on that too. Yeah. I got confused. Me too. Me too. We all like, we've all done it. Well, yeah. yeah well, Dad's been on it twice. So he's cheating. We're and all there. But also, <laughs> it's only because he likes me more. That's true. You are, you know, he is your number one fan. You got this yes. before. He yes. find, you know, so I would never be his number. Like he will never be the number one fan of genuine chit chat because he's already of Spider Dan. But I was also on Spider Dan: The Secret Boars not too yes. long ago. Talk about maximum carnage. Very, and carnage very popular episode, by the way. Very popular. It was a brilliant topic, and my voice just went really weird then. Hmm. 
It was a sorry. That was my that other was a really interesting topic. <laughs> that was my other personality coming out. Sorry, guys. Uh, no, it. Uh, I was on obviously Spider Man: The Secret Wars. I was on Film on Film, and I was on uh, Back to the Filmography. And the latter two, Megan joined me. You can also find me on Star Wars Comics and Canon on the feed of Comics in Motion. Excellent. So, guys, you are going to get this on my feed. The Spider Down and the Secret Balls feed. Go to spiderdownsecretballs.com if you have not already. All the good stuff is there. The links for everything are there. Reviews, they're there. Videos, collaborations, they're all there. It's just a real hub of activity, that website. So go there. And this is coming to you uncut, unfiltered, unedited, raw. Because I, I, I do like editing, but with these ones, we don't do that. We just We just let it all hang out. Just like just like Galen did in Dragon Slayer. <laughs> we let we let let our Dragon Slayers hang out. We have a release the dong. Release the dongs, <laughs> yes. And on that note, we're gonna end Mike. our dongish. Oh, sorry, Mike. Sorry. I was add two things actually. Mike. Sorry. Oh, it was gonna okay. be uh, preview for the next one. They- no, <laughs> that, that would be good. Are you, are you bringing the right testicle? Are you gonna bring up Star Wars again? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've Star Wars you out. No, it was two things. One of which was Dan not promoting himself. He is co-hosting uh, She-Hulk on the Comics Emotion feed Shit, right now. I am doing that. Uh, but I- <laughs> <laughs> And he also promised he'd be on some of my Andor episodes as well. Yeah, uh, I'm be- still free. I'm still free. Yeah, And me and Jack are going to be swapping the hosting for that. Oh, so that's okay. one thing. Okay. The other thing I was just going to say, I-, I thought you may give Megan the chance, but not of previewing what the next... Shit, I did it. So I'm so, like I'm, r- I'm rubbish at this. I'm useless. It's fine. This I'm, is why I'm, I need this is why I need Tonya on all of the podcasts just to rain, <laughs> to rain me in and just we all say, need Tonya in every part of our life possible. But it's just she is an omnipotent over thousands and thousands millennia old being, but mm. she only has can be in one realm at a time. Why are you looking at me like that, Megan? I'm lost. It's okay. It's We're it's all lost. it's uh, yeah. Megan, go for We're it. Lost. You, you're, tell us what topic we are doing next. Because you're, you're whenever we hosting. do it, you're hosting next time. Oh yay! <laughs> <laughs> Megan loves being the center. I feel, of I, feel I, I feel like every, I feel like every time we do these, we all have a horribly shit day as well. <laughs> and we're like, yay, we're gonna do this. <laughs> so Megan's yeah. Megan's gonna be great at that. I think we're gonna do Disney Pixar. Disney Pixar. Mm-hmm. So after we've had, you know, we had we started with our some of our favorites, then we had some weird sequels we hadn't seen, some weird other Disney films we hadn't seen. Bringing it back, doing some classics, doing some of our favorites. Also, I think. Is it? Have you said you, just everyone's going to pick a Disney? I Pixar? think everyone should just pick their own favorite Disney Pixar movie. Right. Okay. But ideally, for it to be animated. Right. They're all animated, aren't they? I don't, I don't. I don't know. I, was just, I think Disney. I think Disney I was just Pixar. Double, I was just double checking. Sure, sure. Good, good. And, 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 are we, I like uh, you putting down the parameters. Yeah, yeah. Good. Good. I'm setting my success criteria. Yeah. Again, we're, again, we're doing ad- admin just here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's, just for everyone that's, to hear. Let's not do that. Um, I, I imagine we're not doing ones we've done before as well, like like uh, a Tangled. That's not. That's the, not Pixar. Oh, yeah, it's true. Um, well, there there the we o- go. There we go. I don't know. The only that. rule I think for Disney discussions will be try and do no repeats. I think that'll be our only okay, cool. uh, vague rule. But I've, I've got Enjoy our admin. Have fun. Also, one thing that I did think of the other day as well is D- Disney Channel own movies, which I was oh, resisting. For. So, like High School Musical, we're talking High School Musical, we're talking Camp that. Rock. <laughs> Next time it's your round, Megan. Fuck me. 
I liked High School Musical when I watched it, and the second one was all right, but I never watched the third one. But that's about that's the only stuff I really liked. And Megan was like, "There's loads of Disney films. Yeah, there's the Lizzie McGuire movie. There's Cab Rock. I I actually do like the Lizzie McGuire movie. That's pretty. Yeah, it's great. There's the Hannah Montana movies. There's the Mary Kate and Ashley movies. There's loads of them. Anyway, when we next come round, that's. Then we next five come more episodes, yeah, guys. Yeah. Five more episodes. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get through it. Five more years. Five more years. <laughs> uh, all right. We finished our dark Disney dong filled discussion. Thank you, guys. You've been great. I've been amazing. Spectacular, even. Um, um, some would say sensational She Hulk. Please go and listen to the Comics in Motion podcast. Bye.